Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse, and uh, we're now in our usual spot, and we have some guests. We're here with Jake Paulson and Ross Beamish with Anchorhead Coffee. Thank you, fellas. Hello. Thank you. It's really good to see you. It's great to see you. It's a little bit of a reunion. I like that the podcast is bringing us together. It's been a really long time. You all, uh, well, before we dive in, um, we've been wanting to bring you guys on the show for a long time. Uh, Anchorhead, we love you guys. Of course, uh, early on, when you all were still in the garage, I had mm-hmm. fun of doing a bit of an interview with you, and you have some of your origins working with Jesse, as I recall. Yeah. So we can touch on that, but we thought it'd be fun to share Anchorhead with the audience and learn a bit about what it's been like growing that business and uh, you know running a fancy For cafe sure. in the middle of downtown Seattle and yeah. all that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe we can just start <clears throat> off. You can tell us how did it all begin. <laughs> how did, what how is Anchorhead? Oh, what man. is Anchorhead? I don't have an answer for what is Anchorhead. Okay. It's just two words that sound really cool together. <laughs> it's like, oh, dang, this is cool. We're in Seattle, and this is cool. So it's just cool, you know? That's pretty much how, that's pretty much how I named one. <laughs> yeah, that's, it was kind of like, man, what should our name be? And it was like just putting words together. Like I literally have a list in my phone of just words that I was putting hey. together. We no, should, head just we can get that list out. Um, <laughs> so basically, we started. Mike and I used to be in the audio industry. Mm-hmm. So we were touring audio tour manager people. Did that for like 10 years. Kind of got tired of it. And we wanted to start. It was kind of big time shop. touring too. Yeah, it was real tours, I would mm-hmm. say, for the most part. We did like Europe, stadiums. Eastern Europe and stadiums and yeah. big amphitheater tours and stuff. It was fun for like the first year, but then like it just turns into a job. I mean, it's like anything. <laughs> yeah. The touring or the coffee? Touring. We're talking touring. Yeah, right now. Still talking touring. I mean, you could say the same for coffee. Uh, yeah, touring just got boring. I mean, you're living on a van or in a bus with like 11 people. I didn't live in vans. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so we just got tired of touring. We wanted, we really liked coffee. We wanted to start a coffee shop, mm-hmm. but neither of us had any history or knowledge of coffee at all. Like we went to Vivace <laughs> and we really liked coffee. Um, so we were like looking at locations, trying to find places. And then I made cold brew one day and Mike used to homebrew beer. And then he was like, yo, let's just bottle this. And I was like, yeah. And that then seems like easy. Month, right? And then a month later, what we were selling in like farmer's markets. And we were originally sourcing coffee just from like random people. And then like two weeks in, we're like, this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. So you grew that, really fast and you nailed that yeah. cold brew market. That was market. like four years ago yeah. too, right? Yeah, before. Just about five were, actually. I mean, you beat Stumptown everybody yeah. to bottling. Yeah. yeah, we were the first Seattle company to bottle a cold brew. Right. So I think that was, that was a huge benefit and one of the main reasons that we're in the position that we're in now because it was like cool let's do this and then we found bottles and did all that stuff and like we kind of put out the product before we even had what the product was so like we built the brand and like started putting it out and selling it before we even knew how to roast coffee or how to do anything oh i forgot to bring it i have one of your old bottles from the very first oh really yeah i pulled out a pair of pants the other day (laughs) and i had a little bottle cap and it said first cap on it i was like oh (laughs) crazy so yeah i found that um but yeah, so we didn't know what we were doing. We're like, we need to learn how to roast. And most of the stuff we found, like most of the coffee stuff I learned was just online. Wasn't a lot of info on roasting online. So 
we just researched roasters. We found Diedrich. <laughs> I think, I think this is before we met you. Yeah, because yeah, then you, we went to the little like roasting class. We like took out a loan and we're like, all right, cool, let's do this. I know. I, I've been wondering this how you feel about that initial two and a half. Three kilo or two and a half kilo roaster? Two and a half kilo? Yeah. I mean, it was cool to like learn on. Yeah. Kind of. They're cute little roasters. <laughs> Super little star cute. stick. Like, but like once you actually have to like <laughs> do any sort of volume. I mean, you're on a five kilo, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not it's bigger for sure, but it's, it's enough. Still, it's enough bigger. Like that's a big difference. Yeah. At least you can get oh, for five sure. pound bags out of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, it was fun while it lasted. And it allowed us to learn on a smaller scale. Cause like once we moved up to the Loring, it was like, it was like nine days later too. <laughs> yeah. It was like 10 or 11, but yeah, it was quick. You got the roaster installed. Like <laughs> cool. Oh, wait, a Loring. It's like as long as it took to ship the Loring. Yeah, it was about that, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> um, but we started in Mike's garage, so we cut Mike's garage in half, like built a retaining wall. Not a retaining wall, it's just a wall. Didn't retain it. <laughs> it was just a wall. And then we had this little 2.5 kilo in there, and then we had like a one table and one home refrigerator, and that's like what we were doing all the stuff in. And then we got like PCC, and then we got Whole Foods, and then... We got hit up by QFC, and we're getting, like, all these cold brew accounts, and we're like, oh, dang, maybe we actually need to, like, advance to the next level. <laughs> like, I don't think we can keep up with this 2.5 kilo. Yeah. yeah, so we got some partners in the whole endeavor, and then kind of just started moving. We jumped into the warehouse that we're currently in, which is, like, 1,700 square feet. Got the lowering. Spent way too much money on a bottling line that we never use that literally just sits in our warehouse. So you still don't like, use it? No, it oh. just sits there. It's great. Right. Somebody's about to buy it, which is fantastic. Okay. But, I mean, things you look back on, you're like, dang, yeah. I wish I wouldn't have spent money on that. But Do you, you do did. less bottled cold brew these days then? Oh, or? yeah. Well, no. We've, we don't have certain accounts anymore. Like We don't have QFC, mm-hmm. but it's because we don't have the money to... It got so competitive so yeah, fast. Yeah, it got so competitive. Like with Stumptown having like eight SKUs and then you have Chameleon with 19 different flavors and like everybody's coming out with a with a cold brew. It's like we don't have money to pay someone to do demos. Mm-hmm. Like they want demos done like quarterly and it costs 100 to $200 for someone to do a four-hour demo. It's like are you going to sell that much cold brew? It's like not really. Right. So cold brew is hard. It got us into the it got us into the coffee game and definitely helped us like get our foot in the door. Um, but it's definitely not our main focus now. Yeah. But it it was and it definitely got us started. But cold brew is rough. <laughs> I don't love cold brew. <laughs> uh, so when you when you're going through all this process, did you have any? Um, idea about developing the business or marketing or branding you have people with you who are nah, it was figure out as yeah. you go that was kind of it so i was really interested in photography and never really got into it and then when this company started we like hired somebody to take some pictures and they were expensive oh. and we got like 20 of them i was like dang that was expensive so i just started buying equipment yeah like my wife had a like little canon like TI Rebel. Mm. So I like, taught myself how to do photography on that and then I've kind of just taken over that whole thing. Mm. But we haven't we hired a PR company once and that was the worst decision that we've ever had. So hard life. to hire marketing people. Like I was just over Well like the whatever. results are kind of like intangible. They're like, oh we got you in front of all these people. It's like cool. How do you show my ROI on what I just spent? Because 
Yeah. I just paid you a lot of money and you just sent me a little paper cutout that said, oh, we got you 900,000 impressions. Cool. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not impressed. Yeah, that, that means nothing to me. Interesting. Yeah, selling coffee is uh, hard. Marketing people don't know what to do with yeah. coffee like because it just transcends oh, any sure. kind of national normal. Boy, uh, you've ruined it. <laughs> uh, ruined it. I think I saw some of the Anchorhead marketing early on before I worked for Anchorhead. Mm-hmm. I remember it was thinking, a half pipe. It was a UFC fight. I remember thinking two he, things. He was, like, the, he was you were at the UFC fight, right? Yeah, that so. first one. Yeah, that was like right before we stole Ross. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I thought, I thought first of all, what is cold brew? What is this? Who's drinking this stuff? I still and then that. the second thing I thought is, these guys aren't gonna make it. <laughs> um, That's so true. But that was just based on your looks. But well, I, I remember a good ride. I remember when we did the initial interview, and at that time, uh, I, I remember the conversations that we were having, and and I remember you saying that this cold brew is really effective right now, but there's no way it's gonna work in the long term. We have to figure out how to roast coffee and sell coffee mm-hmm. and be something else. So it's yeah, good thing. I mean. You, understood that <laughs> yeah i knew from the beginning i was like man this is just smoking mirrors everybody thinks we're real cool but yeah. this is not, it's not a, a retaining wall this is like the actual wall we built it's gonna crumble <laughs> um, ross how did you get started in coffee oh boy um let's see my mom owned a coffee shop when i was in high school uh she is the only person to have ever fired me from a job she rehired me but not for long yeah. Why, why did she fire you? Uh, I think I was not keeping up on the dishes. Oh, yeah. Very good. Very good. Now I really enjoy dishes. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> Hide from the customers. Yeah, literally the best job at our downtown. Yeah, it's my little Zen garden. You it's know? so like, oh, busy. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, I'll just get that. Um, Thanks. Let's see, on a postage stamp. It's true, every time I've seen you guys, you've been back <laughs> yeah, there doing dishes every time I've been I don't want to be on bar because it's so stressful. Yeah. Scrap the plates. Yep. Um... Yeah, postage stamp, um, let's see, barista for a long time, ran a training program for a big local roaster for three or four years, and then sold commercial equipment for a little over a year, and that's how I met these yeah, guys. That's when I met you. Yep, and then um, I still do a little bit of all that for Anchorhead. It's fun. So I'm, you know, partnerships, equipment sales, training, support, mm. smiles, smiles and good conversation, <laughs> and yes, 20 hours a week. <laughs> yep. Just add that on there. Yeah. Did you come like, on board with Anchorhead uh, before or after the downtown cafe? Or like, right around. Yeah, right yeah. before. Yeah, and I just remember thinking how cool it was that they were starting at a level that that showed like some really strong initiative to enter the market as a wholesaler. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that too. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to get back closer to the coffee because it's the best part of this job is drinking coffee all the time. <laughs> yeah. Debatable. Would you like to? I'm like, wait, I can't think of anything. No, I mean, serving people. He's really good with people. So I do love people. Coffee's about coffee's every single one of them every day. Yeah. So you're saying when you first got started, you really you guys (laughs) really pushes the bag away. Yeah. I'll take that. You guys really wanted a cafe when you started at the beginning, but you didn't know what. That was the original. So our whole original thing was to do a motorcycle theme cafe type thing because we're both super into motorcycles and mm. we ride them do cool sh- cool stuff did you get a motorcycle <laughs> yeah we both have motorcycles since we started since we started this i thought you sold yours at some point yeah i got like two more yeah, three like, more yeah. now yeah my wife rides one too it's great it's fantastic <laughs> 
Yeah. So we want to do originally yeah. start. <laughs> it's been a while. A like motorcycle themed coffee shop, kind of like a CC type thing, you know, or like sure. two stroke or something. But we had no idea what we were doing. I'm so glad we didn't because mm-hmm. it would have been the biggest mistake ever. Like we might have been able to create a cool brand still, but like we knew nothing. It's pretty niche yeah. as well. I mean, when we went, oh, totally. People but, know what a motorcycle is. They don't know what an anchor hand is. Yeah, exactly. They just keep coming back. Yeah. So we went, like when we first went to Diedrich, like we took, like we bought the Diedrich and then we took this like roasting course thing and it was the most worthless waste of time. <laughs> that was the first time I think we really disagreed because I had a great time on that oh, course. I hated it. He would though. No, yeah. Mike hated it too. We didn't, like literally it cost like, it cost like thousands of dollars or something. It was really expensive. Yeah, like 1500 Yeah. It's half price if you buy a roaster foam. Dang. We bought a roaster foam. Yeah. So maybe it was half price. I don't know. Which is still like 1500 But it was expensive and I don't feel like we learned anything. They were just kind of like, yeah, you're going to want to make a profile. So just go for it. Just make a profile. Yeah. And we're like, <laughs> cool. You're going to tell us how to do that? You're going to tell us what, at what point, <laughs> like when we bump heat here, what it actually does to the coffee or the taste, or if we increase the airflow here, what it doesn't, I don't know. I just feel like they didn't really give us a lot of yeah. info. I feel like we could have spent $1,500 on green coffee and taught ourselves. But you still have to do that anyways. Yeah. I mean, you have to learn yeah. how to do it anyway. So it's like, I don't know. Interesting. I just felt like it wasn't. I still use the, my basic profile from that course. Yeah. Like as like that's the. So how how did you how did you learn how to roast then? Like what did you do? Just roasted a whole bunch until it worked. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just roasted. Put into bottles. Yeah, I mean, that was one thing. I mean, when we first started with <laughs> cold brew, it's very forgiving. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, what I was gonna say, come back to the Diedrich thing. Like when we first went there, <laughs> like we didn't really, we didn't even like know about or enjoy like lighter roasted coffees at all and then we went to Diedrich and we're like drinking these coffees that were quite light and we're like maybe this is what we want to do like that's how novice we were into the coffee industry like we knew nothing about it so it was the learning experience I mean the Diedrich thing was good yeah it was a good experience (laughs) we rode motorcycles up there we rode motorcycles up and then we camped and then we rented a u-haul and put the motorcycles in the U-Haul and the roaster in the back of the truck. Oh, you picked up your roaster? Yeah, we picked up yeah. our roaster. I think. I don't know. It might have been a different trip. But either way, <laughs> it was dope. We, like, camped, and it was super fun. Nice. All right, shout out to Diedrich for Oh, thanks, Diedrich. Yeah. I guess. Nice roasters. Yeah. <laughs> I have no problem with them at all. Yeah. Um, so, the cafe. So, you, you at some point, you <laughs> got cafe. to making the cafe downtown. Yes. So It's beautiful. Thank it you is. so much. It still is too. It still feels modern. It still feels. It does. I am worried about that. Every time I go in there, I'm like, man, when is this going to be dated and we're going to have to like totally redo it? It it always seems like having a really good specialty coffee focused cafe downtown Mm -hmm. in Seattle is like uh, close to impossible. Or at least really, really hard. There are only like. Great idea. I think it's a great idea. I'm going to do more of them. They're coming. Yeah. They're ready. People are ready for it. I mean, it's hard. The office style, like work routine, doesn't really fit with specialty coffee as as well necessarily. You know, there's a lot of just kind of like come out and get your big thing of coffee. Yeah. I mean, when we first went downtown, we were. You also nailed the location too. We got really lucky. Was that really lucky? Did you? Was that before Amazon moved in across the street from you? Yeah. Yeah. So we, when we got that location, like downtown stopped like 
on pine. Right, you could like, almost see like us. Union from your shop. Yeah, there. like there was nothing. <laughs> and so we were like, this should be good. And it has been. Yeah. It's been great. And now downtown's just exploding. Yeah, now so the construction's out. Yeah. Yeah, and like our downtown spa is so busy, we're like constantly trying to figure out ways to improve the like speed and like the flow of the line and all that stuff, but right. it's so difficult. Like unless you put in a second register point, which we could, but then you're gonna get a bottleneck over at the machine. Right. And then how are you gonna do food? And it's just like, cause we're pretty food heavy at the cafe. Um, so it, it's tough. From from a customer's perspective, cause I like to go in there and hang out every mm-hmm. now and then if I could find a place to sit. It always seems like you, you just, what you walk this just fine line of you you always kind of have a big rushing line like mm-hmm. it's a big line but it seems to move just fast enough yeah, to just kind of get everyone quick. through you should get what you need like pretty yeah. much right after your register experience yes. unless it's like food or something but yeah. i like to think we have a pretty happy line when i look out at it i'm like people seem like they're happy to be there okay. that's the main thing and a little bit of a line's a good thing too. yeah I mean, it's a customer service. Is, I like, is how you get oh, I, I mean, I've been in that line <laughs> when it's kind of wound or kind of halfway around the shop, yeah. and I've never felt like I've been standing in the line for a long time. We when it's there, it it's like a few minutes. Oh, the line's it. quick. Yeah. I mean, for how big the line actually gets, I right. feel like our staff does a great job at yeah. moving the line. We've um, worked really hard to improve our all of our processes, too, so that <laughs> any issue that they can be better, anything that can be addressed to work better, function better, staff has full reign to address it and we fix it quick and we just make it, we just make it better all the time, constantly improving. And we're sort of geared with automation from the very beginning. We set ourselves up to, if we're getting crushed, what's the best equipment, what's the best grinder, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So it is about speed of service. Um, and how though, nice you yeah. are to people. Yeah, and I then ultimately like once you get up there, like, sure you should be treated as if you've been waiting for a luxury product because you have been, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a $4 cup of something or other. Like mm-hmm. you should have fun for sure. Otherwise that experience could just go the opposite way. Right. And you have to maintain that every day yeah. with that routine, all those people. Yeah. yeah. It's relentless. I mean, it's stressful. There's issues, but I mean, we've been super lucky with the people that we have working for us and just everything. I mean, the customer base is pretty solid. Right. It's been great. Can you tell us about, um, since you know, obviously we're on a podcast, people can't see what we're talking about, although we'll put some pictures in the extended show notes for those of you listening. Um, tell us a bit about the style of, of Anchorhead, of yeah. the cafe, and how you came to that, and um, then we can kind of go a little bit further from there. Yeah, so when we were talking about starting the cafe, Oh man, awkward. Yeah. It was, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no <laughs> when, we were, when we were first talking about starting the cafe, it was like we didn't want to do the super like sterile white, mm-hmm. like really clean look because that's what everybody was doing. Exactly, that was my joke for a while. Like the only yeah. way to make money in coffee is to do drywall. Oh, dude, like, it's so <laughs> really though. good at nice clean walls. It's so like, true yes. though. Like everybody is super clean. At least when we first got into it. So we built that shop like we opened two years ago almost to this day mm-hmm. and like yeah we were like the first ones i don't know we were just kind of like we don't want to do super bland not even bland just like that minimalist like really just white sort yeah. of look that isn't what we wanted um 
And since we didn't come from a coffee background, we kind of came from this like touring background mm-hmm. where we were just kind of like, man, I want every single thing to be black in this coffee shop. <laughs> and our designer was like, yeah, we, we can do that. So <laughs> she like drew up this design thing um, and it was fantastic. I mean, she brought us a bunch of stuff to pick right. from like surfaces and like moods and type of things that we actually mm-hmm. wanted to do. Yeah, it was just like, let's make a super cool cafe that's really comfortable when you come into, still modern. It's not going to like fade with time. Right. It's going to hold up and just feels really comfortable. You guys got a lot of of texture going on in there, which uh, I think is really fantastic. It doesn't ever feel overwhelming. So much texture. Yeah. I think it's it's, natural light actually plays really nice Mm. in a super dark room in a way that I wouldn't have ever thought. Yeah. Like, it's a even better example. Like, Mm -hmm. that shop. Even though it's all the interiors and textures are, are really dark, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't feel dark. It's just a contrast thing against yeah. the natural light that's lit in. And I think for the people downtown, it makes it a really good place to tuck away and work if you can find a spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and hopefully for the folks in Issaquah, they're not thinking like, whoa, what like, evil coffee company just moved to the <laughs> And then we're nice, so they're like, okay, well, yeah. you know, that's disarming. But. I still think they think that. <laughs> like, I would bet money that they're like, yo, those are heathens over there. In, in, the, <laughs> in the downtown shop, did you have negative reactions to the... No. We've had nothing but positive yeah. to the design and look and feel of the space. Yeah. It was been, beautiful. Yeah. Nothing. And it's positive. like for the listeners, it's not just it's like a black room. It's not. No. No. I, I wouldn't mean, even say black. It's no. Like, it's, it's just not. earthy, I mean, darker colors. Yeah. The, yeah. the walls are like a super dark wood, and the back the backsplash is tile that's all black. And then we have like a tin ceiling, right. and the ceilings are also like twenty to twenty five feet tall in the actual room. So it's not all black, but it's just a very dark, moody. Yeah. And it, but you're also kind of off the lobby of the building <coughs> tower there. Yeah. And so it really contrasts it with the rest it's of the like lobby. The and it sets that, and it's, it's rare that you see any kind of business in the, in one of those first yeah. four that actually looks independent from the building. Like yeah, a, that was like a not struggle. Just struggle. Yeah. There were some fights over that one. Oh, yeah. Um, the gate is good for that. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff they tried. We had to switch a bunch of stuff. So actually, if you look at our cafe, how the entrance is out the, like the east... Toward we the, actually toward a garden <coughs> sort of area. No, towards the end of the building. Oh, into the building. Like gotcha. towards the it's towards the front door. Basically, okay. we wanted to open the other side up, mm. but they wouldn't let us. Like we did the entire design, and they're like, "No, this isn't cool. You can't do this," which is fine. Yeah. It actually it actually was. I would yeah. I would never tell them this, but it's actually better that they made us open that back door. <laughs> so I'm not upset, but yeah, it was it was difficult. Yeah. I mean, it took months to agree upon design alone, so. And now we're probably the first thing they show off when they yeah. bring new tenants in. Yeah, now it's like, oh, look, so. there's a super cool coffee shop down here. <laughs> yeah. This guy's great to work with. <laughs> They're so nice. I don't have a problem with them now. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been a good experience for out, the yeah. most part. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. You mentioned you, you've you uh, gotten lucky with, uh, you mentioned the people that work for you. Maybe uh, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about about some of the people that work for you and how you found them and man <laughs> they're all really solid like yeah. all of our baristas like the only problem with downtown is it's so busy we can't really train people like so if you don't know how to prepare coffee mm-hmm. it's not the place to learn no it's not the place to learn and we don't have a training room yet we're working on all this stuff but it's like it costs money so a lot of them have skill to start with which is great And a lot of them like really, really care about coffee, which is fantastic. Um, They're just really nice. We haven't really had anybody that has like a 
attitude like our big thing is attitude like don't be pretentious like make people feel welcome so they actually want to come into the coffee shop and stay there and stuff come back yeah and it's like and i think that's something that has is like newer in the coffee community like there's definitely a theme i think i talk about this a lot on the tours but there's a theme about like snobby baristas in seattle that and there was definitely a trend where that was just kind of like the cool thing to be was that snobby barista that knew more than anybody else and I feel like you can feel that, that sure. oh totally but there are still spots where I go into and I'm just like how do you have a job yeah. like this is insane like it's just yeah. crazy like just be nice yeah. if you have like if you don't want to be nice to people don't serve coffee I've definitely had a couple experiences where I just I walk in <laughs> and then I have some kind of interaction and I'm just like okay I don't want to be here anymore goodbye yeah, yeah. especially for us coffee lovers that are seeking something you like that yeah. uh, <laughs> seeking a special experience yeah maybe one that we don't even necessarily need like we could make our own delicious coffee at home but i think coffee tastes really good when it's served by an awesome person mm-hmm. so i'm just like when i go to a place that i'm excited about oh baristas are addicting like yeah it's oh for sure but it's so nice when you get like that hey how are you like you get truly treated like you're paying for a five dollar cup of coffee mm-hmm. or like you're just a person or just a yeah, person yeah. Yeah, like, that's somebody true. can just be nice to you. Yeah. It's great. I go back to the, the <laughs> example of like, it is pretty expensive for what it is. Like, let's put a little bit, you know, add oh, for sure. I think that makes a huge difference. I mean, I, I often put you all at the top of my list as, as Thank the you, best sir. place in Seattle. And it's usually, <laughs> it's usually hard for me to explain, but I think that's kind of what it is. You go through and you feel like you are getting more than what you paid for good for and, sure you know it's it's not just the quality of the coffee yeah so yeah i mean it's atmosphere it's how people act it's yeah everything yeah. really like everything matters like we tell our employees all the time that you're always being watched by people so like mm-hmm. don't complain about things don't don't talk about staff don't yeah do don't don't talk badly about anyone don't do anything that would like put you in a weird position or anything get off your phone uh, so phones I, are tough. I'm the worst too because all I can talk and I'm like, yo, look out, I'm gonna make a drink. Oh, huh, I'm just texting, sweet. <laughs> I'm the worst ever, but I'll be the first to admit it. Even when I go back there, I'm like, yo, I'm sorry, I'm the worst person yeah. ever. But owners can have double standards like that. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> I, still, I still feel I still feel terrible about it. Well, yeah, but should. I still do it like yeah. every day. But I mean they they put up with it for the most part, so a bit of an odd question, um, just because I'm curious how, what you think about this, but how do you feel that Anchorhead fits into Seattle? I think it fits pretty well. Like, into the city in general? In the city and the culture and, and the way people think about and expect that kind of experience. I think it's pretty good. I mean, I don't know. Okay. I don't know how people... <laughs> it's a hard question to answer for yourself. Yeah, I don't know... I mean, I think it fits in with the industry because you guys, like, you were in a location, like, in a neighborhood that didn't have any coffee. And yeah. Just start rocking it. And just what you said about wanting the experience to be great every time. For sure. And that's yeah. that's what that's we need to elevate all of our yeah, coffee think- and our coffee experiences. If we want to charge $5 a cup and get the farmers paid, we need to also create that experience. It's oh, so not just yeah. the coffee. Yeah. You got, there's so much the, more. Oh, yeah. in the Coffee's just a catalyst. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. That's a really difficult question. That's fair. <laughs> I think we're in a good position downtown to to receive a lot of like attention and you know fans from people outside of the state. So in that sure. way, it does kind of expand yeah. our reach a little bit. Mm-hmm. Being such a you know 
well thought out, well planned, well designed cafe, it it does sort of get that like um, destination kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that on the weekends a lot, or you see that yeah. when there's like a conference in or town like or something. Time. And we we really tourist like time. that. Yeah. Like we we I think I could say we enjoy <laughs> that kind of attention just as much as anything that comes internally from the coffee community. Obviously, we know all you guys, and we all know each other, and we love when. The community. Love it when coffee people yeah. come. Yeah, we love them. Holding up the line, in. talking to you. Yeah, it's like, hey, yo, bro, just order your yeah. drink and get out of here. I don't care. No, it's, it's more like, <laughs> I'm not going to give you a hug, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, treat him to that or whatever. Right. You know, so. yeah. yeah. Attention, coffee community, come to Anchorhead and we'll, yeah. we'll give you free stuff. I mean, it must feel good to. <laughs> just say you're a barista. Yeah, cool. we'll be like, so oh, yeah, excited I'm a barista. Yeah. I heard you on a podcast. It must feel good to be. A destination cafe like people are yeah, literally like it's not just that it's next door and it's convenient because they're going to work it's uh, people are seeking you out and your brand yeah. i yeah. will say those waffles <laughs> and that matcha are part of the deal oh totally it's not just i mean we coffee. have things that oh, yeah. aren't coffee that are we're so known for like the waffle the quaffle the quaffles like, you're still, yeah. yeah we're so known for that it's like, crazy quaffles, and the pistachio so matcha Okay, I have, a, I have a question to ask you. That. Why is there not a whipped cream option on the menu for the quaffle? Because I asked for it. Last time I went in there and I got a quaffle, I said, hey, can you put whipped cream on that? And they were like, wait, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, just, they're like, yeah, I delicious. guess we could do that. Yes, you can. Listen, you can, you can put whatever so menu, you Okay, want. listeners, go to Anchorhead, order a quaffle, ask for whipped cream. Yep. Sure. Yeah, that sounds yeah, delicious. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, we ain't saying no. The quaffle is so good. We had soft serve. I mean, you could probably put a shoe between two of them. The shoe would taste amazing. It would be delicious. We enrolled them one day. We enrolled them and put fried chicken in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Put them in there so we had a fried chicken and quaffle. It was so good. Could you do that? Could you do that as a special sometime? Just like some partnership with these bells or something like that? You would just have to pre-make them in advance Mm. because they're like already rolled into the cinnamon roll. Okay. So, which we could do. (laughs) What is it? What is it? Do you want to give away the secret of what so, a quaffle so you is? Can't, you it's can't a, make the quaffle and then roll the... I don't think no, our listeners know what a quaffle is. Yeah, it's a <laughs> cinnamon roll made out of layered croissant dough, so like laminated dough that's then smashed into a waffle yeah. iron. So it's a croissant waffle And that was hybrid. an accident, right? Yeah, it was an, it was an accident. <laughs> we just upgraded to Krampus irons, too, Oof. which are the nice, like, what are they, Dutch made or something? I don't know. We nice, spent a like, bunch of money iron. on them. They're a lot, like, they're... puffier now. So mm-hmm. nice. I guess what I'll have to do is just bring fried chicken to the shop. Sure. And I mean, it would be, yeah, if any right fried there. chicken companies want to come and do a fried chicken and quaffle event, I'm all for it. Yeah. Hundred percent. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to think about this. That would we're be so dope. We this should do that. All right. <laughs> we should do that for like the next time there's a convention in town. Yeah. yeah. We should get like Azels, like their little food truck. Yeah. To come, we can do fried chicken and quaffles. That'd be so legendary. We're gonna. That would be the coolest thing ever. So, you now have more than one cafe, of course. Mm-hmm. You got the cafe in Esquad. Yep. And then I believe I saw something about a new cafe in Bellevue. Bellevue. Sorry. You want to tell us about both of those? Issaquah is a cafe. <laughs> um, it's in the. Issaquah is a new venture for you guys. But it's a bit different it is. Than so the I mean, we. Cafe, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of an interesting proposition. Our real estate agent, actually, who's one of my friends, mm-hmm. purchased this space as he was gonna put a coffee shop in it. And then he talked to us, and I kind of scared him away from it. And then he was like, "Oh, I'll only do it if you do it." And the level of entry was very low mm-hmm. to get into this space. So it was kind of like you can't say no. Right. So 
we did it. The build out is super cool. I mean, it's a small room. It's only like 900 square feet and it's in like a high end housing development. And there's like 6,000 people that are over there or something. Mm. So we're just kind of trying to figure out how to get those people to come in. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's just so much different. Like totally different. I mean, downtown right you have people getting to work and then Issaquah, you have people leaving for work. So yeah, or coming home. Yeah, exactly. So you just got to yeah. catch them before you just got to figure out how right. to get them in there. And it's yeah. it's getting better for sure. It's cool because yeah. everyone <clears throat> comes to the door every day. We pretty much know them now. So oh, for sure. A lot and, more neighbors there. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're all like really excited. Like we have a lot of, well, first of all, what I think is awesome is that we have a lot of people who drink good coffee orders. You know, they try the espresso. Yeah, it's fun. You know, um, and then we're getting a lot of people who are bringing in friends and showing them and going like, isn't this cool that this is here? Like you would have never known this was here, right? And their friends are like, yeah, why is this here? Why did you go in the corner? Yeah. yeah. Um, so in that way, like if I lived over there, I'd be there all the time. Oh, it'd be the greatest um, thing ever. But I don't know how many of those people there are right. that are like, I'm yeah. going to go drive up this hill, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's off the beaten path. Yeah. But we're finding sure. more of them, you know, we're yeah. meeting more of them and it's, yeah. it's ticking. It up. seems like the place where if you, if you can make the connection, you can have like just an unbreakable relationship with Totally. Yeah. I feel like it could yeah. be so like the yeah. dopest neighborhood cafe ever. Yeah. If you like black things, if you like the darkness, darkness you know, <laughs> so, uh, Bellevue then <laughs> Bellevue is going to be crazy. Um, it's in the Bellevue city center plaza oh my where gosh. Tolly's was. Yeah. Wow. So it's across the street from the bus terminal and the light rail, the new light rail station that's going in. It's like So it's a Microsoft building that's mm-hmm. completely occupied and there's so many people over there and there's like nothing in downtown Bellevue. Yeah. There's like it sounds like it's gonna be way busier than your downtown. I'm so afraid of it. Yeah. <laughs> but like I think that's what's gonna happen. And yeah. I'm worried about staffing there for sure. Mm. Um I mean staffing downtown is hard. So if it is as busy as downtown, which I don't see how it couldn't be as busy as downtown, mm-hmm. it's going to be stressful. We but definitely have room for another minister. <clears throat> well, we're we've already <clears throat> started planning for a heavier like service. So like we have two registers and we have. So basically, it's like the pastry case right when you walk in, and there's two registers, and then you have the first espresso machine. So there'll be three grinders on that that espresso machine. And then there's the pass off point. And then the poor steady will be on the other side of that. And we're putting extra espresso machine hookups underneath where the poor steady is. Mm-hmm. So if we need to, we can put another machine right there and then we're going to bump the poor steady down. Mm. So we're setting it up. So if it gets when. crazy, yeah. or when it gets crazy, we can just put another machine in. Um, so that's, like that's so exciting. Plan, but it's... It's are you, great. Are you going to have the uh, soft serve machine in the Bellevue location? No. I, I don't ever want to do soft okay. serve again in my life. <laughs> Still to this day, I like to say to the, um, the Sukhwa employees, like, oh, hey, you know what's great? And they're like, what? We don't have soft serve anymore. Yeah, it's so great. And they're like, oh, yeah, that is great. The machine was so loud. So loud. So and hard to nobody clean. cared. So it's, it's gone. Yeah, it's oh. gone. It's gone for the season. And, and forever. forever. <laughs> All right. We'll probably do like a slushy thing, kind of like yeah. we do in downtown. Just yeah, so. The frozen stuff. It's hard to have different menus at each cafe. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of how we've been dealing with Issaquah right. because it's so much different. But I think we're going to kind of get everything back on the same playing field. Just so when you update a menu, like we do seasonal menu changes. And so it's like everything needs to be on the same rotating shift right. so mm-hmm. people aren't like oh can i get this i saw it on instagram and you're like oh no <laughs> we don't have that here and they're like ah oh, bad yelp review i hate you 
And that's how it goes. <laughs> that's basically my life. So, so no more soft serve. Bellevue's yeah. gonna be super dope though. It's it's bigger than downtown, and it's gonna be magical. Yeah. And we kind of know what we're doing. Like we're kind of getting the hang of this now. I mean, we still don't know what we're doing, but we're kind of getting the hang of it, you know. Cool. So it's like, oh, cool. It helps when the customers show up. Yeah, exactly. Customers make things very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, <laughs> maybe one last question before we before we uh, get to the after show and really unplug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say to uh, just the casual coffee drinker who's kind of maybe new to this this kind of experience, who's maybe coming across Anchorhead or another cafe or something like that in Seattle? Run. Run? No, <laughs> I don't know. Just come into our cafes. Everybody's really nice. Ask questions. We'd love to answer questions yep. about what you want to drink like if you've never been to a specialty shop or something and you're like oh, i don't know what to do I'm i think that's true everywhere just ask questions baristas usually yeah, should like usually they should they should be they should really want nice. to talk to you about they the coffee be. that they're serving 100 yeah. yeah. but we can say for sure that anchorhead baristas do yeah and if they yeah. don't email me at jake at anchorheadcoffee.com <laughs> and tell me what they look like and give me their name thanks <laughs> 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 no, i'm just kidding <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. Uh, I think his but, name was um, Ross, and he. I think his name was yeah. Ross. And he was just very unpleasant. Yeah, I don't he know. Had a weird coffee tattoo. I didn't. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, yeah, just ask questions. Don't be afraid. Cool. That. Do you have any other questions? No. Sweet. Well, well, I guess there's sweet. always questions. Well, there yeah. yeah. We love Anchorhead. We love you guys. Yeah. It's been so long. It is. You didn't have a party or something. October 20th. You're having a party? Yeah. Do you want to announce it? Sure. I think the episode will be <laughs> out by then. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it will be. Yeah, we're doing Rocktoberfest at Conduit. Oh, sweet. Got a few bands lined up. Sweet. So it's not really a coffee thing. I mean, they'll still be. The I'm even corner. better. I won't go if it's not a coffee thing. <laughs> I only do coffee. You're kind of a socialite in the coffee scene. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's I think it's about time for the third crack. So we're gonna shove off. We're gonna uh, maybe reminisce a bit more about some of the crazy things that you guys have done. So join <laughs> join us join us all in the after show. Check out I'm the extended show notes. CoffeeLoversRadio.com. Find us on Patreon. Yep. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Cheers. Ross and Jake. Thank you guys. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the show and sign up for our email newsletter. Also, check out our new Patreon. Links for the Patreon and shows can be found at coffeeloversradio.com. You can get basic show notes for this show at coffeeloversradio.com. And on our Patreon, you'll be able to find expanded show notes and other fun stuff, too. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Coffee Lovers Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. Say hello and listen to our after show. The The Third third crack. Crack!